You're listening to Pointing Pointers, the Point to Point podcast. There was a time when my world was filled with darkness, darkness, darkness. Good afternoon. This is a strange recording time for me at 3pm and it's because uh, we're doing something a little bit different this week. Um, I am taking a small break from our voice note episodes because we have a very special guest and I'm pleased to say I'm joined on the line by Joe O'Shea. Joe, thanks for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for asking me on. So, um, you know, the listeners would have recently seen the uh, Piers Morgan and Cristiano Ronaldo interview, and or maybe perhaps the Louis Theroux uh, and Stormzy uh, interview on the BBC. But you know, this is this is going to be in a similar vein because Joe. People think they know the real Joe O'Shea, but they don't really, do they? No, they don't. Far from it. The Joe O'Shea, what they see at the races, to the Joe O'Shea, what if you was there at stables now, it's just a complete perp. Different altogether, you know what I mean? When I go to the point of points, I, I go there to win and try and take, come back with more money than what I went with. So <laughs> they all think I'm a little bit ebrant, bombastic and arrogant. I'm far from it, you know. You know, well, no, that's uh, that's that's fair enough. So, Joe, um, the 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 Joe O'Shea I, I know uh, was first introduced to me on the ITV screens uh, when you won the the, the Fox Hunters with uh, cousin Pascal. Uh, fantastic race, and um, uh, and and it was fair to say that was a bit of a shock to many. So, let's start there. Um, was that a, a good a gamble as it looked on paper? We want to tell the true story. The true story is Peter bought cousin Pascal and um, cheapest horse in my stable. We don't usually have cheap horses in my stable, but he was a cheap horse. But Peter, you wouldn't meet a more enthusiastic owner. And the um, horse come out when he's restricted. Hmm. And I'm always wanting um, a fox on to us. That's my lookout all the time, a fox on to us. So never thought that anybody's restricted at Chad's there. Fox Hunter was never 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 thought of. And um then we took him uh, his first on to chase to Leicester in the mud, soft going. <laughs> and um I knew he was well, but could be better. And it was a professionals only race, wasn't it, at the time? And um the jockey took it up. Come into the straight, went five clear of a good horse, that Shamalon. And um, the horse says, Oh, Shamalon come back and beat us at a half a length. Shamalon didn't run on. Our horse idled in front. Oh. This is what the dirty, this is what Mr. Pascal does. He, he idles in front. So I knew this and let everybody else think Shamalon was a better horse. And then the way he jumped, I was thinking, He's unbelievable. He just does enough at every fence, which is exactly what you want for entry. He just does enough at every fence. How you thought? Anyway, um, I sat down with Peter and I says, "Peter, you're not going to believe what I'm going to tell you now." There's an easy race, an easy maiden, a maiden's only kind rules. It's every ground at Catlett. I says, if we win now. Or in the first three, we qualify for entry. Can we go? He says, well, you're the trainer. What do you think? I said, I'm, I said he is an entry horse. Anyway, we took him to Catholic. 
It was the last place of the day. It was the most coldest, wettest, horrible. It should have been abandoned. The Irish are called it yielded. <laughs> and he won, as you know, he won his maiden, his novice, whatever it was. 20 lambs without blowing a candle out. And three quarters of the way around, I turned to Peter and I says, this is a proper fox on class. I says, qualified now. He says, he's not going back to post yet. I says, don't worry about that. Anyway, he won. So then... <laughs> We was all, and I had two other horses going to Waintree, Low Cologne and um, Lavished. And so Peter said, Joe, yeah. I, I said, Peter, I'll give you a great day out. He said, that'll do. You're in charge. So the horse come on again. So I'm working now Lavished. I'll tell you a great story, but I've not told anyone. Only, only me, Peter, and Anna, the girl knows. These are the exclusives and, that we're here for, Joe, so yeah, yeah, please crack yeah, on. That's great, then. If you're here for the exclusives, and I'll tell you what, there'll be one jockey, and I get to know about this, and this, he will be sick after he listens to this, because I swore I'd never speak to him again after what he did to me. And what it was, um, Lou Palome, Lavished, and Cousin Pascal, and he won his two races on every ground. And um, I started looking at the before they, it's, when you, and when you enter for entry, it's a three-way entry. So you have the first entry, you have a confirmation, and then declaration. And um, we put the first entries in, and there was no betting up at all for it. Uh, local home was okay. Lavish was working fantastic. Pascal was coming along. It improved for those two races at Leicester and there. Mm. And um, anyway, we did the second we did a second entry, and then the bookies started to put up the betting. And I thought Cousin Pascal was unbelievable, 66 to 1. So <laughs> we got, I, have, I have accounts with Betfair and um, Bet365 yes. and Skybet and, and Unibet, and they all put him up 66 to 1. So I went to have first bet, £250 each way, it's 56 to 1. He says, you've got £100 each way. I said, that good, that good. And then I did the same with the other bookies. And so we was on our way now. Yeah, and the jockeys yeah. was going to be, now you see where I'm coming from. Look, some way the coin was gliding low to low. He were giving three great rides the year before at ADOC uh, when he won the Wallace. He gave him an unbelievable ride at Cheltenham and the same at Aintree. Mm. And he was going to ride low to low, Henry Crow unlavished, and I hadn't decided he was going to ride Cousin Pascal yet. Okay. And so we're getting to the second entry stage, and I wasn't quite happy with low to low. Some way the Crow was going to ride him, and I thought, oh, and the groom says, he's not right, it's something not right. And I knew in the back of my head now, I thought, if I phone up Sam, and if Sam doesn't know this, this is, I hope he gets to hear this, because this will sicken him, and I want him sickening. Because I was loyal with him the year before when he when wrote along giving three great rides. And he was still down to load, down to lie wrote alone. We, we declared at a second declaration, put his name down, Emily down on lavish, no jockey on Cousin Pascal. But I had a plan. By now, I was 80% sure Low Cologne wasn't going to make it, right. which was a shame, but he yeah. wasn't going to make it. And I phoned up Mr. Briscoe, his owner, I said, Brian, I'm not happy with him. We're not going to make it. And he was very upset, and so was we. It was a great arse, But, so then, 
I was going to put Sam on Cousin Pascal. But I didn't want to do putting down yet because Sam Weedy coming entry, all of a sudden he had gone from 66ers to 20 to 1. You know, cause yeah, Sam, Sam probably even shorter. Probably even shorter. Yeah, yeah. shorter because of his record. And I'm, he's frying now. We're only eight days away from the race. Final declaration was nearly due. And, um, oh, Cousin Pascal was frying up the gallery. Come on a tone, tough as can be. Catching pigeons. Oh, he was brilliant. And and he, I was down to ride lavish. And I haven't withdrawn Cousin Pascal, um, local home yet. So what happens next? I'm a big, big believer in fate, and this is what happened. So I've made me egg. Yeah. I'm we're still backing. We've had lots of money on now, 66 to 1, 50 to 1. One book he put announced odds up and he put 80 to 1. We had 258 to 80 to 1. <laughs> Lovely. So it, was just, oh, it was unbelievable. But little did they know, I am going to put Sam Lady Cohen on him. But I didn't want Sam to know too soon either because Sam might have thought he can get a better ride somewhere else. So mm. two, the, the, it was time to declare for the final time. And I had to think, and this is what happened. You won't believe what happened in the next 24 hours. Here's the story. And nobody knows this except four of us. And when Sam Lee listens to this, I hope he lots. Because what happened was, I was going to put him on Cousin Pascal. I had all in my head. Now I've got to let him know and the bookies will know and the price will come down. But mm. the money's already on. Mm. What happened? That morning, just, he had no idea the old Paloma wasn't going. I get a text, not a phone call. I get a test of somebody coming. Sorry, Joe, just to inform you, I'm deciding to jump off road to Rome and ride with Dr. Newlands. <laughs> just by text, like that. Oh. So all of a sudden now, oh shit, I'm no jockey. Oh what my God. For cousin Pascal, who is going to win the Fox Hunters. And you knew that. So, you knew that so deep I down. Knew, yeah. I knew, if, and I told Peter, and we. Anna knew, and I says, if you come back together, we, he wins. And, and all of a sudden, my plans was out the door. Oh, I thought, oh, no. Oh, no. And I didn't say big mistake or nothing to him. I ignored the, the text. So I felt so let down. They yeah. all have been brilliant to him. I need a year before, Lone to Lone. Yeah. I thought, you bugger. Oh, worth of that effect. And then... <laughs> So then, I was over a cup of tea, I'm thinking, to, I said to my head girl, what do we do? And we was going to have a photo shoot the more, the two days before with the local, um, because she does all the pictures and point to points, and she wanted a photo shoot of Lavished and him together. So I said, and Cousin Pascal says, yeah, meet us on the gallops. And, oh, and he felt magnificent. And on the way home, I said, what are we going to do for a jockey? Who do we have? So I'm pretty friendly with Will Easterbet. And on the back of my head, I wanted a jockey. I must have a jockey who'd been round the course. That's why I didn't want to put Emily yeah. on. Emily's never been round entry before. We stood to win this 100,000 quid. And I'm thinking, oh, what do we do? What do we do? I thought, Will Easterbet, he's been round. I'm not so sure whether he'd won it or been praised, but he'd been round a few times on his dad's arse. Yeah, he can and ride. He can ride, Ferris, can he? Can he can ride, and I was pretty friendly with him. And um, it was getting the time. I only I had to declare by ten o'clock on the um, Tuesday morning. It's now Monday Monday evening, and I'm about to phone the Easterbe and tell him, "Would you like us and Pascal?" And what happens? 
I get a phone call. The phone goes. <laughs> Big believing faith. Ian Popham, <laughs> who's the agent yeah. for James Pink. I didn't know that. Um, Am I? Go yeah. on then. He's, he's the agent for James King. He says, um, Joe, have we got a jockey for um, Cousin Pascal? I says, why? He wants to know. I says, I'm William Popham. I said, oh, I'm not, all right, fair enough. Um, I said, who have you got? <laughs> James King. I says, well, what's he done? I'd never didn't know James. He says, um, oh, he's wonderful. I says, before for Boeing's and, you know, he's this and he's that. And he was a professional one. So I says, oh, so he's a failed professional, is that? So um, <laughs> that's what I said, you know, straight out. I said, oh, so he's a failed. He's gone back. He says, yeah, if you want to put it that way. So I says, right. I says, um, <laughs> okay, okay, he's been round, he's won it. For, was it Bowens? I think he won it for. And um, I says, right, he's booked. So James was on the yours. James wow. was not riding Cousin Pascal. So I declared James King. It should have been Sam Whaley Cohen, or as I call him now, the Wally Cohen. And um, so what happens, on race day, we get there, and now the ground has dried up. This horse has won his two races on bottomless, or second and first on bottomless ground, and I'm thinking, oh, my God. And in the paddock, I walk the course, and they change the ground to good. And mm. I said to Peter, Peter says, but I think we're going to lose our money. I says, it's good out there. I says, but one day it'll be soft out there and I promise you this horse will win off at Sumters. I says, today's going to be too fast for him now. There's nothing. Didn't know uh, he's good on good, but better on soft. And yeah. I, I met James for the first time, getting the saga off him. <laughs> um, and I just said to him, James, I says, don't miss the start with him. Hold your position until the canal turn, nothing will be finishing faster. I said, he really will run to the line. I said, but the ground, I said, I wasn't worried about, he's great on soft and ever, it's a bit good out there for him, just don't miss the start. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, I was in the paddock, and I said to Peter, I said, I'm sorry, Peter, I said, it's too firm out there for him. I said, but here's all his race. And then what happens? James jumps off. The rest is history. You know, um, absolute unbelievable. I mean, when he come in, and when he kept on mentioning him in third place coming into the straight, and I was just waiting for him to say, and Cousin Pascal's, I just knew <laughs> Cousin Pascal was going to stay. My horses don't go backwards. And I just knew. And, he's, and I, I stopped watching the TV for some reason. I was watching the big stream. And for some reason, I just looked down. And I'm saying, please, please, come on. Now, now's the time, James. <laughs> and um, he gets to the elbow. And I heard him say, Condo Westy on the outside. And it's Cousin Pascal. Now he's taking it up. And I just, I fell. I mean, he's, oh, wow. it took me 48 years to do this. Yeah. 48 years, ever since that trade. You know, not yeah. because me, if you want to go back to how it started, I was in the lad trade. Yeah, you um, said that in the interview, actually. You said that I'll in the interview. i tell you all about that. Yeah, I was yeah. in the lad trade. And I, I was there when that trade won. I went there with two quid to back it. And I, I either paid to get in and had no way to back it or I sneaked in and had two quid on that trade. So I sneaked in. And, um, <laughs> Ever since I seen the interview after that with that trade and TZ Weezer Raymond is all I thought I want to win this race. Yeah, good uh, on you. 
when you saw the plan through, and it was some ride by James, and I, and I think we commented oh, on it at the time. It's just... Never mind you, John Frankens, and you, everybody else. John Frankens give Uncle Bing a fantastic ride down there. James, I said, what's he doing? What's he doing? You'll be inside. Is this, is this man crazy? I'm thinking, what a ride. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. And, it, it's, and, and what happened? What else made my day? And I don't like... I hate horses falling off, people falling off. The first thing I heard was the off, and the next thing I heard, Sam Wadey Cohen fell off at the first fence. I thought, that will teach you, my boy. Mm -hmm. And he should have been on the winner. So, well, he didn't, he didn't know the story, because I've never spoken to him since, but that's, that's God teaching him. You know, I'm a big believer in fate and God, and that's what happened to him. So that's saying that's out of the way. That was a great so, gamble. It's not... Page, it's not, yeah, I was going to say, you know, the all-important question here is how much did you manage to get on and how much did you win? Well, put it this way, I, I've got three brand-new horse boxes here, all designed by me, three brand-new ones, and he paid for them all. Well, that's uh, pretty and, handy. And not only that, a little bit more luck. I was just going to, I had, um, I put a £1,000 worth of TriCast on with Cousin <laughs> Pascal first. <laughs> and I never got it, but there was like fortunes for the Tricas. He was 80 to 1, remember? So I had all sorts of combinations, and um, but I knew I, I didn't put Maxwell in. I thought Maxwell's right. a you know, I have my own opinion about Mr. Maxwell. I didn't. I wouldn't put him in any of my combinations, and I had loads and loads of combinations, but everyone says Pascal first. Some of them was Zavish second, some of them was Zavish first. And uh, if Mr. Maxwell would have been fourth and not third, I would have had it. And uh, mm, mm. that would have been a best to play. But we took a, I took a lot, of more, a lot more than what I said on TV. I didn't want to go on TV and tell because, you know. Yeah, 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 I there. get that. I get but that. I took a lot more. Like I say, I'm only a small trainer, but we've got three brand new arse boxes here, but it was all paid for by Cousin Pascal. Yeah, well, that's amazing. And how many times have you watched it back since? <laughs> well, in the summer, a lot. Um, I watched it last week because Cousin Pascal was running on last Sunday. Um, so I wanted to watch a couple of his races. I'm always looking to see how I can improve. I, I always think two or three weeks in advance. And um, I was watching some of these laters, and then I thought, oh, I might as well watch Aintree. <laughs> Just for old time's sake. <laughs> yeah, I thought I might as well. And we still watch it, and um, unbelievable ride. If, if, if he's all down there till he's 90, James, you couldn't give an arse another ride like that. No, no. He, he, well, uh, yeah, he, he's, um, he's a fantastic jockey. There's no, there's no two ways about it. And, and I remember... Yeah, um, I remember um, in that interview um, that you mentioned something about feeding horses, and it really caught yes. my ear because it was quite a strange thing to say on a post. Well, not the first one to say this, yeah. Yeah, no, but I, I, I um, you know, so I, I, I've only just got my first pointer to train, and you know, I, so I'm oh, very, one of you. yeah, yeah, just um, starting right at the bottom of the pile, but you know, and so I've been making notes all the way along about what other people say and. And you know, I wrote something down. You must do, Ben. You must. You must never. I still. I'm 65 now. 65 last month, and I still. My first ever boss, um, permit trainer, was. I still phone him once a week for advice. Whoever got a problem, never be scared of asking. Never. No, never. that's that's good advice. And all you young jockeys who lead the old 
bloody thing, but there's a couple of jockeys knocking about in a minute who all of a sudden the press have put them on a pedestal. They know when they're as good as what they think they are. And you, but don't be scared of asking, you know. And you make a mistake, don't come back crying and blame it on another jockey. Mm. Take it on the chin. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Learn by your mistakes and sit down with your mentor. I still sixty five. I still sit down with my boss. That's you know, great. That's great. Good on you. And and so right. So I'm going to pick your brains then while I've got you. So you mentioned just about what you what you're feeding, and and my my sort of take on it would be that you try and feed horses sort of as, as individualistically as as possible. And and what you know certainly for the the hunters I've got at home, like what works for one definitely doesn't work for another, etc. So do you take that sort of approach, or do you have no, a more blanket no, approach? No, just opposite. No, no, no. Let me t- let's go back now. Six weeks ago. Okay. Um. I ain't gonna tell you. If you want to know what I feed and everything, I will tell you that in private. Okay. And I will not. If I tell you now, I don't know how many people listen to this, but <laughs> also they're all gonna start doing that, and then I've, I've got to beat them. You know? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll message you at some point. <laughs> yes, you, and I will. I'll answer you. And, you know, I'd like you to keep it quiet. But mm-hmm. anyway, but no, just opposite <laughs> what you're saying because what I do, I I pick out. Uh, when I got down to my final team, I defused oh, between 15 and 20 horses this year because I, I just didn't have the facilities to take on that many more. Mm. But the ones that I've got, I knew this was an eighteen, And I picked out four horses for the first meeting. But I picked it up. This is back in September now. Wow. Uh, I said, that one, that one, and that one. Um we go to we go to Nightwick. So as I knew, I was thinking I didn't know where Nightwick was. I thought it was down to the south somewhere. Anyway, then I realised we got in Worcester. I said, "Oh, that's great. Let's go." And I got, I was getting four ready. All four, Ben, was exactly on the same as everything. Mm. So uh, same as all the others. So if one run well, the first one won well, and there's no excuse for the others. Um, so I picked these four horses out, time leader. Um, the man himself, Ambrose Editor, I, I call him the man himself because he's just a dreamer. Ambrose <laughs> uh, Editor, um, what else one? Oh, Willie Wonga. And I go, Star, who was gonna, always going to be our weakest link because he's um, too much speed to get the three miles. Right. And, um, but um, anyway, so I was getting all four ready to have a great day. And Lego Scar and Time Leader, a 16, between the two horses, 16 new owners what I've brought into Point to Point in this year. Wow. They all say, oh, Joe's this and Joe's that. I've, what other Point to Point trainer can say they brought 16 new owners in Point to Point? In, but I have. That's pretty good. One of them, like, I used to be a Greyhound trainer, and these are lifelong friends who own Lego Scar. They all want to professional greyhound trainers but they are gamblers which is very important to me I grew and I there's no in between with me if I say yesterday's the day they put the money on I don't say oh he could run well like most trainers do I yeah. say yay or nay with me always has been always will be but I have the confidence to do it anyway we got I was getting our four ready absolutely brilliant um time leaders the first winner I says, look, I can't believe what you've done. He was rated 90 on the track. And when the ratings come out for this conditions race, I put him in. Even the PPA rating had dropped into 80. But yeah. bad maidens have got more than 80. I thought, what's this? And then there was an arse of um, so, uh, 
Nick Pearce, you know, I, I, we all know who trains it, but it says Nick Pearce on paper. And um, I'll let him take that one at least. Come the truth. You all know who I mean. You all know who, you know. When you get an horsebox parked up at the side, you won't say Zadbrook sitting all over it. Who's is it? You know. Um, so that was in the race. So it was on the track. That would be, be giving us £45, you know. So I said, I'm not bothered. It come out of the wagon and I've seen it. I said, that ain't going to be us. It, part, it was just part next to us. Like we part, we actually, we part next to that. And uh, I said, that ain't going to be us. So I said, go garping off in front, super fit to James. I said, James, he jumps off on. Super fit. I said, he's probably the biggest certainty of the day for uh, including Emory Sedita. And um, I said, anyway... The boys backed him off the board. He should have been a six, seven to one shot, and he he went off even money at the end. And, <laughs> and so that was a great start to the season. First win, a bump, first gamble. Wow! And then we had a younger um, who James recommended on Willy Wonga. Um, I, I have a soft spot for Willy Wonga because I bought him as a three-year-old and broke him in and bred oh, wow. him and really. Yeah, I love him to death. Love, love him to death. Sold him on one condition. He stays in the yard. So again, a new owner, Nathan. Mm. So um, it, it was his first son here. He was like over the moon just to see his name in the program. Never mind. And I said, "Yeah, so win, don't you?" Win? Anyway, I said, <laughs> I said to, "It was funny." I said to Amber, "Just jump off in fifth or sixth." I says, and then when you go on the back straight to where you started on the last lap. Kick on from there. She's that's a mile to go. So I'm not bothered. He's super fit. Don't you worry about my ass. Anyway, <laughs> if you have a look, he, he read for 85% of the race. He ran off with the poor girl. No, oh, okay. And uh, he did. He ran off with her in all fairness. And she admitted it. She did nothing like what I told her to do. But she got away with it. So another one. Uh, that one. And then we come to Amber Senator. Well, what do you want me to tell you about him? This is the best horse I've ever trained. I says, this is a formality. So they got even money that. So again, we did never get off the boards. Um, <laughs> and he won in second gear, didn't he? You know, as yeah. we expected him to do. Yeah. He didn't, and he was having trouble even holding him going over the winning line. He couldn't stop him. <laughs> so um, that's three out of three. And then we go on to the weakest link, Lego Star. And um, and he just a little bit overdid the watches. I'm not so sure he gets the three miles. It's too much speed to get. But hold him up, hold him up, and um, best you can at the finish. And um, by this time, the bookies are running scared. He was a four or five to one shot. He opened up one to two. So, <laughs> you know, we couldn't get any money on him, which did us a favour. We couldn't, I said, I'm not backing up one to two. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, and he was making headway down the back. But in our fairness, the winner had gone, won very well because that dancer um, beat us. 15 rams. Uh, I made a special note of watching it at Chelsea Carbic the other day. Um, it ran well third. The winner must be an exceptional horse. Um, I think it was James's horse what beat it. Um, mm. So, but I come, everybody was over to me. Three winners in a second. Not me. <laughs> I want to know how can I get that second to win. I come home, I went straight to bed. I was devastated. I didn't have four winners. Yeah, well, well, that's the mentality that keeps you at the top of the game, though, isn't it? And that's you know, you hear that time and time again in in elite sport. Like you know, the the people that go home and work on the one thing are the ones that that end up smashing it. You know, so so fair play. Um, I've well, seen cousin Pascal's changed ownership. Are you? Uh, are you... He hasn't. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't. He hasn't. Peter loves his young horses. Peter, and um, 
He's been and bought another young, nice young horse by the same style, by not the same style as he's a great pretender, by the same style as I'm saying to, to Labo Lauza. And very, very nice horse. One, one he's made and not that killed in it. And um, he's got some in Ireland and he, had, he has horses everywhere. And um, he, he says to me, he says, uh, just to take away a bit of the expenses, he says, Joe, training for free and he's yours for the year. So I says, yeah, definitely. He says, I don't want to sell him on you. He said, you've done all the work. You probably won't run a tap for anybody else. Um, do you want it? I said, yeah, I'll have him for the year. But then I spoke to, I told Nathan who bought Willie Wonga. Nathan says, I'll pay his expenses. <laughs> I'll pay his training keep. We like so Nathan then. We like Nathan. He can keep coming. Nathan, yeah, that's right. I said, well, that's right. So Nathan, and I asked Peter, Peter said, Joe, it's down to you. I said, yeah. And I told Nathan... I says, look, Nathan, you'd have a bill until the untertracing starts. I says, but once the untertracing starts and you start, you start earning mega money, which he will do. Mm. Anyway, um, Nathan, the other day, he, he was a dreamland. He, he works for the uh, Bill's Engines for Rolls Royce and, um, okay. and Derbyshire. And, um, you know, he takes some money and um, once he's fun. So his first two horses, he's been bang, Willy Wonga won. And cousin Pascal won. He, he, he thinks his job's easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, He's in for a shot. I'm yet to have a. I'm yet to have a winner under uh, under any code or uh, any uh, any sort. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's it's he'll think the game's easy. He, see, this is when a, this is when a more cynical man would take him to the uh, the, the 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 post Cheltenham um, sales and, and get him to spend four hundred grand on an Irish point. You see, but uh, well, I would never. I, I was at them sales. I'm not joking. Them because what give that money? Oh my God! I went to the Jeff Cheltenham sale. There was asked, he said, "I want to give thirty bob for fetching ninety thousand." I says, "Someone's on a good backhand race. Someone longer." Well, that's a, that's a big topic for another time. But I wouldn't say I disagree. Um, so um, one thing we might disagree on then. So, well, not specifically me. Um, I, I've heard on the grapevine that you, uh, that you don't agree with my friend James's statement about the early part of the season not being not being supported and not working out properly. What what what, oh, what, what have you got prank. to say on that? What a prank! Is that his name, James? You know, oh, you know his name. Trained, you know his name. Has he ever trained a winner? I listened to it. I, I, I felt like throwing my phone on the wall. He comes on advertising his stallion. That was my fault, to be fair, to James. He comes on advertising his stallion and then says he's not competitive. I went to the Hill. I couldn't believe how competitive it was. And right. this has not been, apart from the two-horse race at Nightwick, which was down to their fault for the conditions of the race. There's never going to get many runners in that. Um... I mean, let him try and train a winner. It's so hard to train a winner now. It's unbelievable. Well, it's a start, the middle or the end of the year. I feel sorry for the people who used to come and get the arse before they went to work. How many people do you know now? Train an arse before they go to work. Me. Come back in an hour, <laughs> give it his dinner, and then have a night time, they go and muck it out, do what they can, and then they go to bed and they do the same again. Then people don't. They're very lucky to win a race now. Mm. I mean, when you got going to the car park now, in the wagging park now, that, that, where was we doing today, Trabzer? Without going and get myself in trouble, we all, it, it, they're robbing the public. There was horses there, um, 
they've got the names written all over the arse boxes. You know, yeah. and everyone's supposed to be trained all over that gate, over that fence. Utter nonsense. They are insulting my intelligence. You know, and you walk around and you bump into these professional trainers. And it's a, it's a laugh. I'm lucky. I look beating them. I can stand up to them. But I do feel, I know a lot of young jockeys come in the game now. And there's no chance. Absolutely mm. no chance. Um, so what, what, what do you think's working well? Before we move on to what you think is not What's working, working well. well. Peter Light's working well. Peter Light is good for the sport. Crikey. Um, I wish he would show a little bit more balls over certain things, but like standing up for um, the underchasers. Let's, let's go to the underchasers, for example. And they wonder why they're in small fields. Now, even me, when I enter, straight away, it's Joe O'Shea, and then it's Obs, Nichols, blah, 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 blah. You have a look at the, the betting for the first 12 horses now in the Cheltenham Fox Hunters are professionally trained. It wasn't... Um, these races wasn't put on for the professionals. It was put on for people like me. Mm. You know? Yeah. And don't, before you go on, don't let people say, oh, you're a professional. I'm not a professional. I have nothing. I'd have a piece of paper in my back pocket that says I'm a professional trainer. I am a point-to-point keeper. That's what they had to keep us... Mm. What to say, and that's what I am. Well, um, why I, should they take on the nickels in, with the all these two hundred thousand? I mean, he's bought Sam Cavadoff now. That's going to be out in under chases and everything else. Oh, come on, come on! You no, no, I, to- I totally agree, and I, you know, it's great that. Peter is sticking up for them. I, I um, I've, I'm accused internally on our WhatsApp group a lot of being a bit of a fanboy for Peter, but I think credit where it's due. You know, like it's a job that not many people would want. And someone said to the same to me about joining the mastership once. You know, I'm, I'm only a relatively young lad, and when I joined the mastership, he said, "Look, I wouldn't do it, but that's why I'll stand behind you because if if you're willing to say yes and put your hand up and do it, then I'm not going to stand and criticise you." And it's a bit like that for me with this role. I think unless you're willing to put sensible suggestions forward or have a go yourself. You've just got to stand back and um, and support Peter, really, at this point. You have got to support Peter. I mean, he was on the phone to me yesterday. Somebody complained, well, he was on the phone to me yesterday and saying, Joe, oh, just um, keep your thoughts to yourself. That's <laughs> you know, kind. If I see some prat talking rubbish, I have to tell him, you know what I mean? Well, it does annoy me. It does annoy me. So, so on that, on and, that and subject, that, then that man, he really says he's on about. We should have one big race like the Lincoln at the start of the year. <laughs> Every race is like the Lincoln. Tell him to come out and try and beat us. Tell him to go and buy himself a pointer <laughs> and try and beat me if he thinks it's easier. He's got plenty of horses about. I'll tell him to break one in and ride it himself as well. That'd be a laugh. Yeah, that, um, you know, he always sells well. He doesn't tell us about the ones that haven't sold well, does he? Oh, I sold six last week, but all sold well. What about the twelve? What he didn't sell well? Don't what? tell me about buying and selling horses. You know. I um I uh. I did try and get him to come on today, actually, because I thought it'd be more entertaining. But he's—to well, uh, yeah. be fair to him, he—he—he he, uh, he said to me once, "When the sun's in the sky, I'm unavailable because I'm outside working." And I thought, I thought that was quite funny. But it's getting dark early. But obviously, you said you were up at five o'clock and eight o'clock was Every too late. To seven record. days a week. Yeah, no, fair enough. I'm up at six, but you're beating me there. Um, so, what what do you think's working badly, Joe? Give us some uh, give us some grievances because that's what people are expecting. Say it again. I think I think, Robert, I think um, the public being robbed is working badly. Like I say, what it says in the program, 
Um, but nobody's going to do anything about it. It's only me. Well, I'm sticking up for it right now. And you can moan and all these people won't like it. I, I, I'm, on the tip of my voice, I can name six trainers who I can come out with. You know the train they off, but they put it in the head, lad, the wife's, so-and-so's name. And you've only got to go in the car park and you see them tacking the arse up. They do everything except, and I think the public are being robbed. And I had to explain all this the other day. Um, in places where we didn't have a runner and the new owners, what I had there, they were all new to pointing. They were been pointing up to Nightwick, never. Mm. And um, I was saying, well, that's professionally trained. What do you mean, professionally trained? It shouldn't be here. I said, well, you know that, and I know that, but the public don't know that. I says, and, you know, so, and then who's, who's um, Turbo Dave? I says, yeah, he's a nice trainer. Uh, not because they think he is, but he's good. So mm. he's all right. But, you know, I'm well, a bit on that. Um, and things like that do annoy me when, when the public are being robbed. Because I'm a punter, and I've been the bookies, I've actually walked out skin and I see people lose when you used to get paid wages in, in your pocket. And I've seen them walk out and knowing the wives are coming in and where's my wages have lost it. So I don't like cheats. I'm a big, big thing of not cheating in sport. Not, it's horrible. It's horrible. And yeah. these cheats at the moment in point to point in, but nobody is going to stand up to it. Ah, so um, on that subject then, I asked a question last week of Lonnie Hill about um, testing. What's, what's your thoughts yes. on testing? Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Test, you know, I expect to be tested every time I go because of the results. Um, <laughs> I do want it, and especially with the way they've changed it now on our way there. Last thing, I'm leaving the gates. I said, we have got a passport somewhere else. I always said to the head girl, she says, we've got the passports. I said, well, when we get there, they will pick us out first with our results. Anybody who's winning, boom. Um, and I think it's brilliant, the new way of doing it, because... Fair enough. Um, I have seen people, as soon as they found out the drug wagons there, they drove off. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. The, once they come through that gate and they say, they should, I want to see that horse, we're not going to run. doesn't matter if we're not going to run. We're testing it. It was entered. It's come through the gate. She's on private property. Um, I will, and test, yeah, test everything. Test more the testing, the better. Um, Lonnie Hill, for once, I stuck up for her. Um, mm. Yeah, it was, I agree with that one. Good on you. Um, and so um, if there's one thing you could change about uh, the way things are currently, what would it be? Would it be, f uh, I dread to say, I'd, I'd loathe to say finish line technology. I think that one's put away now. But what, what, would, you, uh, what would you change about the game if, if you could? What would I change about the game? These people what are coming in, um, your buddies, Charlie Pulse, GNP and a few others. They just didn't take, take, take. Four-year-olds, boom, come in, sold. I don't think that's pointing. That's a business. So let them go and win a novice town and take out a licence. Go and win a novice ergo. Let's see how many novice ergos you win when you're taking on the big boys. I mean, just... No, that is wrong. If someone so gets lucky and buys a four-year-old and it goes and wins... And it sells for 50, 60, 90,000. That's fantastic. That is brilliant. That's, they're the ones I like to see. Not the ones where, you know, oh, we need to sell four or five to survive. It's all about, you know, and that isn't pointing. Pointing so, uh, an amateur I, uh, sport. Yeah, so I think if, if Charlie or Tom were on, they'd say, 
you know, so they, 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 they acknowledge that it's a different sort of aspect to it. And it, we've said before a million times, it's quite a broad church. But I think what they'd say about that is, you know, like, if you go if you go back to their lorry after you know um, after they've had any runners on track anywhere, there's always a few people back you know having a picnic, having the crack, all the rest of it. And they've got their and they've got their kind of you know they, they they've they've at least got that um, sort of community buy-in and and the uh, the roots of it as well. You know, with the picnic partnership and with the with their various syndicates and stuff. So I, I do think you know there's a bit of a defence there for sure. But um, yeah, and and understand what you're saying. Understand what you're saying. I have, no, I have, I have, I have, I have, I have eaten shared bread with them, shall we say, after the race. <laughs> you're, you're a religious I, man, Joe. Have you had communion? I'm a religious man. I you know I'm a big believer in God. Mm. You know, I'm a big believer in God. God, you know, in, I'm in, in faith. Um, but I work hard for what I do. People say, oh, how does he do it? You've got to remember, I don't have my own gallop. And you look at these people who have, you know, they go on, they look at our facilities, we've got all this. Do you work it out? You know, let's, 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 I don't like mentioning other people's names, but let's go on when you see someone like um, who we just mentioned. And... The facilities what they have and the number of horses. They can train 58 winners a year. You give me the number of horses, but picked by me, not the ones I have, and their facilities, if they're having 58 winners, I'd be having 68 winners. That's, <laughs> That's a bold That's statement. true. Because it is, it's not bold, it's the truth. You give me their horses, their owners, their facilities... And whatever they have, I will give. I will. I, I will say to the owners, if I don't have ten more than what X trainer thing. Um, but unfortunately, um, God says to me, "No, Joe, you've got this gift of training horses, but I ain't going to give you the gallop because I like to see you work hard." <laughs> and and I accept that. Unfortunately, that's that's life for me. That's you know that's what God's dealt my cards. You can have the. You know, um, the technology of how to. I am, every year, no matter how successful I am, I know the following year I've got to be more successful to mm. keep it up. Like, like, just like Martin Pike was. Yeah, you yeah. You know, he was 10 years in front of everyone. You know, I'm only two years in front of everyone. <laughs> in my I love it. Where do you gallop your I, horses then? It's not to do with you. It's not to do with you. Oh. It's not to do with anyone, but I gallop my horses, and, you know, but. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. I don't have a gallop. I don't have a, what they call arse walker. You know what I call arse walkers? Lazy trainers. <laughs> I do what it this is. All, this is all music. This is all music to my ears, Joe. I don't have, a, I don't have feel, a walker. How would you feel if I went and tied you up and made you walk in a circle? You might as well go and buy some grapes and put you underneath you. It just does the arse's head in. When will people learn? Arse walkers want rocking up weighing in for scrap all you're doing is like uh, loading your arse they don't realise you know if I tie someone put a echoer on me and put me in a cage and say walk and trot down there for an hour <laughs> oh no, no my horses don't know where they're going every day I love they, that they, they that's quite up cool and we have a choice of gallops and we have a choice of farm rides and they go to the beach um, they've no idea where they're going Mm. And they love it. They love, and pre- oh, don't get me wrong, horses are creatures of habit. We all know that. But they love going on the farm. Like one minute they're on the gallop, 
And next week, they're on the farm mine and they're jumping a fence at 300 yards. But they come back with a smile on my arse. They go to the races. And this is no lie. This is what I tell everyone. They say, what's your secret? I say, I'll tell you what my secret is. Hard work, good feed, and loads of TLC. And far as I'm concerned, my arses are that fit. They go to the races to have a day off. Yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot. That's hilarious. They go to the races to have a day off. That's their day off. You work seven days a week here. Wow. I get no blind. How many days of work a week? He works these hours. So, seven. You, so you 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 box up all the string every morning. Seven o'clock. Boom. There's at least five, and every every first five out. Get back. Get back. Get, put them in. Turn them out. Get the next five in. And if we have enough drivers, we have three horse boxes going. <laughs> That's Would amazing. I love that. That's amazing. So well, when you go to the races, they're not all nervous. They're not, they're not all nervous. I'm like, oh, no, we're going to the races, which a lot of horses are because they only go to the horse spots when they're going to the races. Um, they've not, you know, they, before they know it, they're at the race course, they've raced, and they think, oh, we can come here again because that was easy. <laughs> that is where people slip up. I'll give you where people slip up. This is my way of thinking. They all go on. I need to go in the olden days. I don't know. That's why the horses don't last so long. When... If I ask you to do something, and at the end of it, you think, oh, I didn't enjoy that one little bit. So two weeks after, I ask you to go and do it again. What are you going to do? You're going to think, oh, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. So you're t- what, I'm getting, what I'm getting at is, if you take a horse 50% fit, which most of these pointers are, I mean, in the paddock, they were there, chaps, it was a difference. Um, and you go, and you have to jump three miles, and at the end of it, a jockey beats you. Um, it won't forget. And mm. every time it goes, it won't do it. There's no, there's no, they it, it just won't do it. Now, on the other way, what I do, I have them that fit. I mean, cousin Pascal, for example, the other day, right, we went to the races. He won his race. James had to push him out and give him a couple of smacks. And we got into one of them closure. James jumped off him. What did cousin Pascal do? He put his head down eating grass. <laughs> put his head down eating grass. Now, if that isn't, you know, if you want to buy it, you wouldn't want to eat a Mars bar, would you? <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, good on you, Jay. Good on and you. And that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. My ask is, go to the races to have a day off. If they're not good enough, like Lego Star wasn't doing that, that's fair enough. They're not good enough. I don't mind getting beat by better horses. Nothing I can do about it. Yeah, but you um, just get the get the last drops out of the ones you've got. Uh, Joe, I think we're going to have to get you back on for a um, for a, a part two at some point. I've got a uh, just to prove to people that I do in fact work. I've got a work call at four o'clock, so I need to go and do that. But it's been an absolute I will uh, come pleasure. Anytime you want, and if you want to ask me about feed, I, I will not talk about feed at public because I've got to beat them. Why should I tell them? Yeah, well, I, I've got, got a few. I've got a few more private questions to be, to be honest. So I'll give you a shout sometime. But yes, I will help anyone. And you know, like you see, when I always give a small jockey a chance. I'm always looking for the young jockey to go out and be the next James King and that. Mm. Emily, Emily's fine, but unfortunately, he could be better. Because he's at good in college, a university. You know? Yeah, yeah. He's a nice lad, isn't he? Nice lad. Oh, he's one of the nice... And I'll tell you what, the stewards have got it in for him, which is utter nonsense. All the boy wants to do is win. I mean, there was a girl the other day. She had to get up his inside three times. And what did he do? They got Henry in for not letting her up the inside. The poor boy. 
watch the video. She tries to get up his inside three times, and you know who I'm talking about, and you know you'll be listening to this. Watch the video, love. If you didn't do it the first time, you shouldn't have done it the second. You tried to do it a certain time, you got cut off again. Why didn't you go around him? And then she comes back moaning. You know, <laughs> if then he would have let you up the inside, I would have kicked him up and down Chadler. <laughs> oh, crikey, like up and down the verges. Yeah, I'd have kicked him up and down. You know, mm-hmm. try to get up and he goes inside. You know, and then there was another one, another cousin Pascal, a young jockey. Don't be a nice jockey. But get a bit above herself. Catching up the inside of James King on Cousin Pascal. Who do you think you are? This is a champion jockey. You don't get up the inside, love, and you don't come back crying. Oh, you wouldn't let me, but she did. Won't go, won't let me up the inside. Oh, what do you expect? Get out the outside. If you would have won a net if you stay where you was. <laughs> you know, but didn't he come back crying? Oh, because she's a woman, but not in the sympathy vote. I'm sorry, there's no sympathy in this game. This is the hardest game in the world. It's the only game where you have two ambulances following you. You yeah, know. we say that a lot, don't we? We say that a lot. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, an it's hard a tough game, spot. but but you've got if you're going to try and go up the inside of someone, do it quick and fast. Don't try and do it three times and then come back and say, "Oh, Stuart, he won't let me up the inside." Because oh, it pissed me off. Crap, I'm sorry. <laughs> watch the video, and if I'm wrong, I will give hundred pounds to your main character. You watch the video. I will do. I will do. Yeah. Uh, of Henry in the last race and let me know who's at fault. Right, AJ. Well, as I say, it's been an absolute pleasure. Don't go editing all this. Put all this on. No, I, I, oh, I won't be editing it. Don't worry. I, I don't have time to edit it. It's 53 minutes long as we speak, so it'll just be... Uh, yeah, yeah, I've no, There's a few coughs of mine which I need to get rid of, and other than that, we're good to go. But, yeah, um, thanks a lot for your time. Yeah, and any time you want to come on and you want the boys to stand up for themselves, I am more than willing to... Thing, but make sure you know they're willing to listen to some bad truths. Um, you get them on any time you want. You have been four or five of us, the more the merrier. I love it. I have nothing to ride. No, no, absolutely nothing. Good on you, top man. Thank Thanks you a lot. Top Cheers, yeah. Bye.